good evening, 8.24 on a Wednesday. So now we're in the middle of the week, getting closer to, well, tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. For all you people out there and who are Irish and, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, so let's focus on the family unit, families. And a lot of people don't talk about their own families because, well, some people I know have grown up in dysfunctional families. Now, what do you mean by dysfunctional? Abuse, emotional, verbal, physical. But it runs more than that, though, you know. It's not always about that type of dysfunction. It could be just families that don't get along with each other, you know, people in the family, whether it's a brother, sister, husband and wife, or it could be a combination of everyone. You know, I've actually uh, looked at my own family. We all got along great. We all got along. We handled everything that life threw at us. We all handled, you know, all the crises and the obstacles that came our way. My father and mother were phenomenal as heads of the household. Think about this. If you have a strong family unit and you're going through a crisis, you can get through it if all of you pitch in and help, right? Because they can't just do it themselves, right? Yes, they're the leaders in the family, the, the mother and the father, right? But the children also have to pull in and do their fair share. That's how you hold it together as a family. You see some families, like again, in the pandemic, they were crumbling. Especially the mother and father who couldn't be in the same room with each other because they couldn't stand to be locked up for that period of time. Do you know what kind of a message you're sending to your kids? Now, children will see that and copy off of it. When they get to be parents themselves, they're going to have that same uh, the same reaction where they're going to do that themselves to their own children, where they're going to fight with their husband or wife because, oh, I saw my parents doing that. That was normal. That's not normal. You're sending the wrong message. A family unit has to be strong through any type of obstacle and crisis. Like right now, what we're dealing with. We don't know what the outcome is with all the things that are going on in, in, in you know, Ukraine and Russia. Now it's kind of spreading out. And then all of this stuff with the viruses going on. Families have to stick together through thick and thin. Perfect example, again, my mother and father. Now, my mother and father, again, were the product of the Great Depression. I go back to their families when they were young because, again, they had to hold it together. You have to be strong. You can't give up in any time of crisis or obstacle. You have to get through it. They got through it. Now, again, they both grew up in the villages, but of course, separate from each other. And I think my father and mother, my father was on an island. I think he was on an island or my mother. One of them was born on an island. So they weren't too far from each other, but they had, were in the same situation in terms of the Great Depression. You say to yourself, how did they get through it? Well, they would have had to have gotten through it. When you're, well, okay, okay. In the case of my mother, for example, Again, her father walked out on her, her and her mother and her siblings, because he decided, I don't want to be a husband and father and have to take care of my family through this difficult time. Now, I think that's being a coward, but see, that's me. I didn't ever really knew my grandfather. I didn't want to know a man who did that to his family. Now, the person who stepped in was the grandfather. She had a close relationship with her grandfather than she did with her own father. She loved her father, though. She loved him despite what he did. I don't know if he felt the same way about the rest of the family. I would think he would, but maybe he had a hard time showing it. Who knows? I don't know. But again, going back to families, you have to have a strong family to keep it together. 
And when you have children, you, mother, father, have to keep it together. You have to instill, we are going to get through this together as a team, as a family. Again, I look at my mother and father as a prime example for all of us. When we went through some type of a crisis, he didn't, he, you know, my father wasn't the type of man who said, well, I'm just going to bail. I'm just going to jump ship and leave the women to fend for themselves. He didn't do that. He couldn't do that. That would be too harsh to do that. You know, when in his family, everybody stuck together. And again, him and his father, towards when he got older, it was a little bit rocky. I want to address another topic, but that will be in the next episode about when you get married to someone, how is the family going to treat you? I'm sure a lot of people have gone into that topic, whether you're a woman going into a man, uh, you know, when you're being introduced to his family and then vice versa. How are they going to treat you? Are they going to accept you? Are they not going to like you? Because there are families that like, you know, when they have somebody new come into the family, and sometimes they don't. We're going to address that, but that's a different episode altogether, and I have a story to tell about that too. Um, but getting back to families, the family has to be, the family has to be, from where I was growing up, has to be the strongest strong unit you have to keep your family together in a time of crisis now think of all the all the the wars in history and all the you know the depressions the recessions every type of crisis that families have met through the decades some people were able to pull it together and there were some that just couldn't do it but you have to when you have children you have to think about their needs you don't want them growing up thinking this is the way it should be done a family has to be together through any type of crisis thick or thin you know, and again, I credit my mother and father for doing the fantabulous job. That's my new word, fantabulous. You know, fantastic and, and fabulous, fantabulous. For doing a great job in keeping us together through rough times. If you think about all the decades, everything, there was a gas shortage, there was inflation, there was a recession. You know, you have to think about these things. And you have to think, how am I going to provide for my family? We're going to have to. There has to be a way. We have to keep ourselves on a budget. We have to limit the amount of food. Although, again, when you have children, you do have to feed them and you have to give them a proper education. You have to think about all those things. Because again, it's important. You have to keep the family going. But I always think that now with the pandemic, when this last pandemic of 2020, I heard stories of families not getting along. What does that say to the children? Children are going to look at a mother and father that can't stand to be in the same room with each other. How childish are you? You're both grown-ups and you're acting like that. Children are going to be wondering, oh my God, mom and dad can't stand to be around each other, but they, they try to be civil around both of you. They have to get along for the sake of you kids, right? Isn't that how it is? But once, once you kids are out of the room, the fighting begins. Is that fair? So my mother and father had their fair share of fights. I will tell you that. They did. I heard them yelling, but they always managed to work it out. There was never, oh, we can't, we can't have a solution to this problem. They always found a solution. For every problem, there's a solution. I always stress that. I've stressed that in the past through the last podcast or many podcasts. For every problem, there's a solution. You have to come to a compromise. You have to make an agreement. You're doing it together as a husband and wife, a mother and father. When you have kids, you have to set a perfect example. Because you don't want them growing up thinking, well, my mother and father never were able to resolve their problems and we couldn't find a solution, so we just did what we did. No, that's not the way to do it. There's always a lesson to be learned, a moral to the story. Now, my mother and father were good at that, applying the lessons that we learn, you know, 
and my father was very good at saving money. He didn't go out and spend, spend, spend like some people do. You have to think about your children. Provide a good education, food, the basic necessities of life, shelter, because those are important. You want your children to become well-rounded citizens. You don't want them having, you don't want them having the ideals of, you know, well, I'm just gonna, uh, I see my parents fighting and they're not, they're not, you know, making, they're making the problem worse. There is no solution. So I'm gonna end up being like them when I have children of my own. Bad example. Children copy off of grown-ups. You understand that? So how you're acting now and how they see, well, when they get older, they're going to act like you. Do you want the cycle to continue? It's the same thing with dysfunctional family. I actually went to school with someone who came from a dysfunctional family. All they did was yell, scream, and put down. Do you think that that's, that's normal? No. Yelling and screaming and calling them names. I actually went into a friend's house and that's all they did. Cursing and swearing at the kids and the kids cussing and swearing at the parents. Do you know how disrespectful that is? That if you did that in my family, the bar of soap would come out. Or even a little, uh, you know, a little, a little discipline. Although in my case, I have to touch on that subject too. A lot of people ask me, do you believe in disciplining a child? I'll be honest with you, no. Because to me, yes, there are safer or the right way to discipline. I don't think hitting should be one of them. But again, that's for another topic and another debate. There are two sides to that. And I don't want to get anybody's, uh, you know, anybody attacking me on here. It's just my opinion, okay? But I will tell you that, again, I, I knew someone who came from a dysfunctional family. I actually went over to her house. My God! The cussing, the swearing, back and forth, the name calling. What is this? Is that how you're going to be when you get older and you have a family of your own? You're going to start doing that? Because again, children copy off of what they see their parents do. You don't want them to end up like you. And what's worse though, and I've seen uh, an instance where abuse was put into play. Verbal abuse, physical abuse. You think to yourself, is that the type of of family you want your children to be in where mother and father are yelling and screaming and they're hitting? Hitting is not right. I'm sorry. What's that going to solve? Nothing. It's going to create more and more problems. Now, if you say to me, well, I'm old school. Yeah, okay, I get it. There's a difference between discipline and abuse. Discipline is when you... Say a child does something wrong and you give them either, well, for me, I would ground them. You know, I just, again, do not believe in hitting. Um, but some parents would take away their toys or, or make them not see their friends, ground them, you know. And if they got out of line, they give them a little spanky spanky on the bum bum or whatever you want to call it. But abuse is different. Abuse is when You've got so much anger on you that you want to lash out and really hurt your child. I've seen it. I think I went to school with someone who had bruises on their body. And you ask them what happened. They lie to you and say, I fell. No. You didn't fall. You could not have gotten those bruises from falling. Somebody did that to you. See, I used to play private PI when I was a little girl. I didn't believe any of the things that my friends told me. Because my mother and father, again, I grew up in a household where, yes, there was yelling and there was, you know, your fair share of old school discipline. But again, nothing to that extreme. And my mother and me were of the opinion that when you see a movie and children are being abused by their parents, that's just terrible to look at. 
and in some cases, parents lose their temper, end up hurting their child and even killing them. Now, come on now, what kind of, the family dynamic would be, you have a mother, a loving mother and father. This is my picture of a family from in the future. A loving mother and father providing for their children, spending time with your children. So that's another thing that's important. People are so into their jobs, they don't have time for their families. You know what I say? Put your family first. Family first, job second. I've always said that. I'm stressing it too. Family first, job second. And again, keep your family out of social media. Because God forbid, if something happens, if there's something happens in your family and it gets reported to social media, oh, the field, the reporters and all the tab- tabloids and gossip reporters will have a field day making up something, trashing your family. If you know someone who's entertainment and you get involved and you get involved with someone who's an entertainer, for example, or a celebrity, a director, producer, whatever, I say away, stay away from social media. Social media is poison. When children get into social, like young teenagers get into Facebook and all that, TikTok, yeah, no. Facebook I don't like because everybody just attacks you. Same thing with Twitter. But, and then, well, I'm not familiar with TikTok. They say that TikTok is harmless, but I don't know. Don't have an account, don't wish to have an account. So that's my feeling on it. Instagram is okay, but again, there's a lot of bad mouthing. Now, especially with husbands and wife. And I've told us about marriage too. Let's, let's go into marriage now. Don't shame your husband or wife on social media. Why do you do that? Problems in the family stay in the family. When you get people involved, you know what you're getting? You're create. You're asking. You're asking strangers, what should I do here? Do you know people take sides on social media? They will pick one person over the other. Is that fair? Why do you do that? Why? My mother and father were of the belief. When we have family problems, we don't let anybody from the outside or even within the family come in between and tell us what we should or shouldn't do. It is private. But see, now in today's world, with all this technology, this is why I don't like technology. Social media is becoming a big deal. I've read about it. I've seen it. I've actually seen videos where ordinary people have fights and put them out for everybody to sit there and watch, and then they comment. If you don't like the comments, why'd you put it in the first place up there? Why? Why did you do that? I don't like that. I'm sorry. There is a measure of privacy, but now with social media, nothing is private. Once you put something out there, it's there, it's, they own it. It's the same thing with Facebook. You put out a video or something like that, or pictures, they own it now. It's not yours anymore. I'm hardly on Facebook. I just think that I've had too many fallings out with people in my time, and I'm thinking, I, I'm starting to stay away from that. Everybody talks about everything that they're doing at that moment. Who cares? You know, who cares what it is you're doing? You're letting the whole world know your business. I mean, come on now. Where's the privacy in that? I liked it better growing up at a time when technology wasn't even as as great as it is now. And I'm sorry to say it, it was a better time. You had your measure of privacy. You didn't have to worry about, oh, this is going to get out on social media and everybody's commenting. People that I don't have a connection with are commenting. Again, everything stays in the private. In the private. See, I made a, I made a faux pas. Okay, I made an error. Everything stays in the family when you have a problem. You don't let out your dirty laundry. You don't. Because again, you don't want, once it's in social media, that's everybody hounds you day and night. They want to know what's going on. It's like, oh my God, I can't keep it straight. I can't. So I asked myself this question. 
The family unit has to be strong in a time of crisis. Both my mother and father with their families got through the Great Depression and they survived it. I don't know how other families fared, but in the villages where they lived, they hardly, they were in poverty. They were in poverty. They had no electricity. They had to get their, their, their water from a well. You know, they had very little clothes and the place where they lived was, eh, it was okay, but it wasn't the best, but it was a roof over their heads. Nothing like what we're, what we're living in now in modern times. If you, if you look at pictures back to see how people survived, they did survive to the best of their ability because you had to. When you have children, you have to provide, you have to think of their needs because I think it's very, very important. You know, nowadays families were crumbling, even through the pandemic, I saw families were fighting. Come on now. Enough already. Stop being like children to your children and be the grown-ups that you are. Provide a good example for your children so when they get to be a certain age and they have children of their own, they're going to remember. Like I said, children copy off of grown-ups. So you got to be careful what you say around them and what you do around them. And they will ask questions. I know when I was a child, I would ask all kinds of questions. Whether or not they got answered remains to be seen. I can tell you things about my childhood just to lighten up because I think that people want to talk about, you know, what was your childhood like? What, what kind of a, and everybody asks me, what kind of a little girl were you? <laughs> well, let's just say I was bizarre, quirky, odd, shy, funny. I was basically you know, everything rolled up into one, you know, and I used to question everything with my father. <laughs> my father had these far-fetched tales to tell me about, well, certain things that I know don't, don't exist, but other children, you make them believe on, of, of characters and people that don't exist. What kind of an upbringing is that? I questioned it, and all the kids made fun of me in school, but hey, I liked it. I liked it because guess what? That's it. That's me. I'm a quirky, quirky, bizarre, <laughs> bizarre little girl. I think that's a good quality to have, okay? To be different and unique. Think about that. If you look at every decade, every decade is different. You ever look, you ever look back and, and if you look at a magazine or something and you look at the styles from certain decades, you're like, wow. You know, from the decades that we were not born in. You know, you, let's go pre. Let's go back into after the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? And you look at the decades. You look at your parents. What decade were they were they were teenagers? You look at the styles of clothing that they wore. It's like you want to go back in history. Learn about your parents. That's how families are developed. You look at a photo out. Do home movies. I don't even know if they do home movies anymore. I'm, I'm sure they do. Technology has changed dramatically. But home movies or take pictures. Look through a photo op. Think about the good times. Spend quality time with your family. I always say, go on family trips, get to know one another, have some time together. Because before you know it, your children will be at an age where they want to do their own thing. Now again, my older sister, her kids are all out of the house and they're all scattered and they have their own lives. But one time I got on the phone with her and she said to me, oh, I have empty nest syndrome. You're not going to stop being a parent just because they're not living with you. They have their own lives. They're adults now. They're not children anymore, but they're still going to need you. You have so many things to look forward to. Hey, one day they can get married, have children of their own, and you'd be a grandmother. Of course, when I tell her that, she thinks, oh my God, I'm going to be old. Oh, stop with that. Age is nothing but a number. Come on, people. Age is nothing but a number. Why do you look at age? Why? People used to say to me, oh, you're, you look good for your age. Why, thank you. But I don't tell people 
what my age is. You could probably figure it out from the topics that I talk about or, or from a certain decade. I said I'm old school, so, but I am from Generation X. So there you go, Generation X, okay? Uh, and then both of my sisters are baby boomers. So those are the baby boomers. You know, my brother-in-law, both brother-in-laws and, and my sisters are baby boomers. I'm Generation X. <laughs> Me and my significant other are Generation X. So yeah, we are old school. But we have the values that we share when we have a family. Uh, again, family first job second. If people don't understand that, and my father made it perfectly clear, that's why when he had a heart attack twice, and he, well, he wanted to continue working, but we had did spend quality time. He made time with his family. We went on all these different trips. We went to Greece. We went to Niagara Falls in Canada. We went to all different places and spent that quality time, and I missed those times. But then when he passed, we stopped doing the vacations, and it was just me and my mother. And then, yes, we were invited to go different places around the United States, you know, together as a family, but it wasn't the same thing. I kind of missed that. I look back at that time and think, where has the family dynamic gone? It has changed dramatically. Sometimes kids are so into the technology and the cell phones and the video games. I'm like, oh my God. I don't like that. I like for us to sit around a dinner table, have a conversation with each other without electronics. Electronics ruin everything. See, I was grateful that I grew up in a time before cell phones, before cell phones and video games made a big deal. We had conversations with our family. I miss those good old days. But now people are like so into the, again, into their phones, into, into all the social media. And it's just, what happened to the family? It's like the family is slowly disintegrating. Isn't that a shame? And now with the pandemic, now everybody got together, they were on lockdown, they were, they're together. Now some families enjoyed that quality time. They got to spend time with each other, they played board games, they just had a good old time. And then there are some families that couldn't stand to be in the same room with each other. Oh, that's terrible. I'd rather spend that quality time with my family now that I have them with me and around me. See, for me, I was climbing the walls. I didn't see my family for a long time. We kept each other separate. But again, everybody has their own lives now. And when it's my turn with my, me and my hubby and we have our family, that'll be a different story because I want us to take trips together. I want us to do things together and have that quality time. Again, always put your family first. Family first, career second. So again, I'm gonna let you guys go because it's almost nine o'clock and my mouth is getting very dry. So I need to kind of take a break. But again, family is important, especially in this time we're going through a crisis and pandemic. Again, all of you guys have to be positive. You always, you always have to stick together. Keep the family strong. Don't fight, don't argue, you know. Think about it this way. And I've said this phrase many times, I don't wanna be more, but here today, gone tomorrow also applies to families. If you don't spend that quality time with your family, you're going to lose it. When your kids get older, they're going to do their own thing. And then what? What memories do you have to show for? Nothing, right? So again, spend that quality time. Make the time to be together. Because again, it's very, very important. Okay? Trust me. I know what that's all about. If I can get my family back, my mother and father, and we all get together, I would want that. That was one thing I would want is for us to all come together again and spend that time. So I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong, stay safe, stay positive, love yourselves, believe in yourselves. Take care.